get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. We've been waiting forever. But I'm just like, I don't know that now's the right time. Like his brother was just beheaded. And I'm like, ooh. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 129 of Midday Populand. It is the season finale. We are here with Veronica, Angela, and Patty. Hello. Hello. Um, Hello. And get ready, because this yes. is very sad. It's okay. It's okay. We got this, guys. We got this. Tissues have been obtained. We are ready. <laughs> it will be okay, I hope. Maybe. Cute. I don't know. <laughs> I guess at the end of the day, we have to remind ourselves it is a story so we can, we can remember. Story wreck me more than real life. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Hardcore. Well, and I would just like to say the three of us co-hosts have gone through it in the last like two weeks. So we have, Mindy, I know you haven't read Fourth Wing or Iron Flame and there will be no spoilers in I, this. I read Fourth Wing. I didn't. And I, I didn't. Right. Right. So the three of us finished Iron Flame and like at the end we were all like, oh my God, I need a support group. Like this was just too much. So support group. on top of this. God, I was- had been waiting for Patty and Angela to finish Iron Flame because <laughs> I finished it by myself. <laughs> yeah. That must all have been- of the nights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wait, contemplating life. Tears. By myself <laughs> with no one to talk to. Travesty. But I think we're okay now. We're, we're okay. kind of ready. Yeah. Yes. Processed with a lot of memes. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you yes. know. I do I do want to get a plot synopsis. So at some point, you know, I was gonna look it up on the internet, but if y'all want to fill me in later, I'm we'll good. Fill you in. Done. Not, not here though. <laughs> no. All right. Mini spoiler. Midnight popular. Yes, it's midnight Poppyland Poppy time. Okay, Veronica. So, we start off, and we're in a dungeon. Okay, first off, what is this organization that has a dungeon that has like multiple people locked up? Hmm. Like, what is this? What did Goliath get himself into? Because there's multiple people. Yeah, like in this multiple cells. Multiple- yeah individual cells with all the chains and, and that's a great yeah. question we don't get any indication of who he's captured by so whatsoever we have no idea yeah is it a new clan i don't know he looks pretty roughed up too so like part of me and i'll go a little bit more into this when we get further in but like i think he was tortured for information oh he was definitely tortured. yeah yeah he's definitely pissed off a whole lot of people so yeah <laughs> just a smidge just a smidge Absolutely. Um, but yeah so we start off in the dungeons and tor is like and the place was empty when i got there but uh but that was where we met. He's like, railroad? Like, who does that? Like, who just meets on the side of the road like that? He's like, damn, I'm happy for your bro. Oh, but it isn't like that, Goliath. It's not like he has any deep feelings for me or any. 
<laughs> she could not wait to get the dig in there like yeah. at all she's like i'm gonna get you for this fucker i am never gonna let you live that down never living it down it's <laughs> like this is like the most i don't know like bad timing ever like the guy's in a cell he has five minutes left he's like in horrible shape and they're like fighting, fighting in the background yeah, yeah. but Tor- yeah. is like no 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 i have to put this in Tora has to know. Tora must be must be pure for Amanda. There's not it is not that deep for him. So he says. Mm-hmm. Hey, and then give me that phone, Populon Wick Wilkes. I'm surprised that he said her full name just now. Yeah. A little Miranda? worried about that. Yeah. Like, why um, did he say he didn't call her Bobby? He called her Populon Populon mm-hmm. Which is like interesting and so. who heard him because you know goliath is um yeah. not there to repeat this but what about everyone else there yeah right because yeah. he ain't alone yeah he's not and it looks like he's on speakerphone too he's <laughs> or whatever he's facetiming yeah. yeah and she's he's like sorry she has an old score to settle with <laughs> just the constant going back and forth and then you just see goliath's little smirk his smile and he's like well what do you know there's one thing i did right by tora after all oh. it's like oh okay so i guess at this point <sighs> I ask you guys, how do you feel about goliath because i know there are a lot of people who are like yeah. they don't like goliath and they're fine with this but i feel a lot of sympathy for goliath and i feel so bad what do you think what's your general disposition towards goliath i had a i had a general indifference towards mm-hmm. Goliath I understood his purpose in the story and the plot mm-hmm. you know like he was the catalyst that started the whole thing if he hadn't done the notebook if he hadn't done his shady shit if he hadn't texted Tora when he texted mm-hmm. Tora to come pick me up they're gonna kill me Tora wouldn't have been there and then he yeah. would have gone looking for the notebook and then that wouldn't have connected him to Poppy and so you know like there was always going to be a connection between them because of Mr. Lom mm-hmm. and so you know like looking for Quincy to hire Quincy but I don't think they would have ever gotten to this level of a deep connection had they're not been that element of the notebook and Mm -hmm. Tora hadn't just I mean you know it was really impactful and very profound for Tora the moment Poppy literally crawled out of the bushes and saw this angel and he was just Uh like you know like would he have felt that if he just saw her at what I forget the name of that restaurant where she met Mr. Long Um, oh god i forget no no it wasn't good runs it It wasn't it was another one chevy's like it's it was like something like that something like that but yeah like i don't know if it would have been the same you know i I do think that they because of the whole mr lom situation they would have Mm -hmm. crossed paths because poppy was so determined they would have definitely crossed paths, but I don't think it would have been on this same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 
like, but yeah, I, so I've always, I've had a general indifference towards him as, as a character, but I understood his role in the entire story. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, and I was very much on that, like, unless they say they're brothers, they're not brothers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was kind of gunning for the cousins angle, but like, I get it. I mean, they yeah. both have the yellow eyes and was not, the facial was structure. Like, I get it. Whatever. Yeah. All the Illyrians have, have hazel eyes and dark skin. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I don't Wait, know. Like, so <laughs> when I was thinking about Goliath, like, I'm not going to lie. Like I, I felt like you, Veronica, at first I was just like, kind of like had a general indifference to him. And I think it was just because, you know, the, the things that we've had up to this point are just little sprinklings of, you know, the exterior of who Goliath is. Right. So yeah. we've had, we've heard people talk about him, but we haven't met him, you know, up until yeah. this point, this is the first time these last, like, two to three episodes that we really get to know a little piece of who he is and it's like I'm not gonna have the same feelings for him that I have for Poppy for Tora for you even or like name literally any character that we've had since the beginning of the story and I think like you said Veronica him being that catalyst it was funny because I was talking with Eileen about this one of the other co-hosts uh when this episode uh, came up and we were talking about how maybe that was Goliath's purpose that you know he is the example because of course we find out later just how close of brothers they are and you know that maybe he is the mirror he is the path that Tor could have chosen and didn't um, and that maybe he has to be a somewhat I hesitate to use this word but he has to somewhat be a, an empty character for us to not latch that onto torah right yeah um and i do like the other thing that i want to say like i'm not a cold heartless bitch like i joke about but you know i i think i i can feel for him as a human being in general like mm -hmm. as a human being in general i i don't think i could be okay with the way that he's dying and at the same time like the therapist brain in me is like well sometimes your actions have natural consequences my dude and like you had some pretty shitty natural consequences so I'm kind of in I guess when you ask Mindy like what do I feel with this is uh, I have ambivalence I'm stuck in the middle with this right mm -hmm. um now the way that I feel about Tora and Poppy is totally different and how I reacted to how they felt about what happens in this episode and I'll get to that later but I really felt that that's that was where my true feelings came out mm -hmm. so yeah <clears throat> it's hard to explain <laughs> it's this weird in between yeah, yeah. that makes sense okay Angela, what about you yeah I mean like from the very beginning we get you know, little sprinkles of who Goliath was, um, you know, growing up. He was around Torah. We find out why. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get snippets of you not liking him, calling him, you know, the yeah. C word. Yeah. So, like, he, they just, they, no one from 
Torah's group likes him for what he has done. Yeah. So, so you know, naturally, we want to paint uh, Goliath as this just jerk um, and someone who only thinks about himself, um, which is true in a lot mm -hmm. of cases. But then we see in this episode how how much Goliath actually really cares about Torah and he realizes you know kind of at the very end you know like um he's he's kind of coming to peace with what what he has done to himself mm -hmm. and what he has done to Torah and so at the end of the day even though I don't really know him as a person mm -hmm. um I do know that he still means a lot to Torah and so I'm just kind of like I like you Patty I feel mm -hmm. for Torah more than I feel for Goliath but at yeah. the end of the day um he he is still a person going through you know this at the end of his life so it's yeah mm. it's interesting because um I guess I feel a little more connected to Goliath himself personally but I probably just am a very sympathetic person but Patty I like completely agree that mm -hmm. everything he did led to this point you know it's yeah. not like it popped up onto him from the sky but yeah. and I and I love what you said about Al, you know, what you and Eileen said about how, you know, him and Tora, they both they both were they yeah, were they went in difficult circumstances. Right. I'm saying they both started out in a in a situation that was compromised, right? That mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have that aren't in that situation to begin with. Um, but still Torah made better choices within that framework that, you know, within the life popped yeah. into. But, you know, to me, it kind of reminds me of I always always, I don't know, always, it has crossed my mind, you know, to think about what if people that were close to me that I loved, whether it was a sibling or, or my children, mm -hmm. you know, what if they were like, became the worst of people? Like, what if they were murderers? How would I feel? And yeah, you know, I could simultaneously think that they're awful people at the same mm -hmm. time that my love would never go away because yeah. you're your sibling or your family or your child, nothing stops that, you know, you just can't stop loving them. So, you know, I think that Goliath is, yeah, he is a sad case of what happens when someone makes bad yeah. decisions and, you know, selfish decisions and, you know, and yeah. he's done wrong. I mean, before, but. think about what we learned about him in 128. Like he gave up his brother so that he could go to school. He could clear his record and go to school. And based on, I mean, obviously I'm assuming some things based on the visuals from 128, but you could pretty well assume he didn't go to law school. Mm -hmm. Like nobody, okay. nobody finishes law school in two years. <laughs> no. Like no. that's not happening. Yeah. No. Kind of he me. needs to go to university first and he yeah. didn't even do that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of like that unspoken, like he had this chance and he blew it. Mm -hmm. um, and he threw his brother under the bus mm -hmm. on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, instead he just he he delved even deeper into the underground mm -hmm. to get as you know to to climb the ranks as fast as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's what he chose to do with his clean slate. Yeah. You know, he, he wanted he clean slate. He wanted a clean slate so badly that he threw his brother under the bus. 
I get the sense of like his need for instant gratification. Mm. That's kind of the impression that I got with all that based on what you were saying, Veronica, is that he can't, he, he, it seems like he doesn't want to, um, he doesn't want to, you know, do the hard road. He -hmm. wants to do the fun, fast and easy road. Whatever's going to make me the most money in the quickest way. Yeah. He reminds me, you know, of an addict who's trying to get clean, but Mm -hmm. really can't. Yeah. He has these idealistic goals, but then he can't actually live up to them. Right. Destructive along the way. Well, if you're not given the foundational tools to be able to better yourself, like, how are you going to do it? Because that's the thing is like, we don't know what actually happened to Goliath. Like we know. Yeah. We still don't. Got picked up by Vince but we don't mm-hmm. know what happened to Goliath what if he just stayed in that orphanage yeah that's he true became an adult like what kind of foundation are you going to get staying in an orphanage or like what if he also went to another really shitty family yeah like, but that shitty family didn't have money mm-hmm. or, and so then he had even less opportunity in life yeah so he had to hustle even more like yeah. it, I feel like, like with yeah, I feel like with him, he definitely had, like, the case of fear of missing out mm-hmm. um, with with seeing how maybe um, Torah had lived his life or, like, seeing the... how Torah was able to, like, afford all these cool cars and see yeah. how yeah and like all that stuff and all of his you know um cool clothes even though he has like a dollar hat you know a dollar mm-hmm. tree hat um but it seems to me as if like goliath was just kind of like maybe yes i love your hat uh jealous of um of what torah had so he decided to get what torah had and yeah and he lost a brother yeah like it's it's you know it was probably very difficult for goliath to view from the outside all the Mm -hmm. opportunities that torah got Mm -hmm. just by being the bigger one of the two of them yeah because that's what it was he was just simply the bigger one of the two of them he wasn't the Mm -hmm. ruthless one just the bigger one Mm -hmm. and so that was what attracted you know vincent to torah was his size and the fact that he was out there you know looking out like obviously like if they're in an orphanage he's got to probably be in some kind of like survival mode at all times sure and you know you see this you know if you see these two brothers which one are you going to pick the little one or the bigger one when what you know you want this child for yeah to turn that child into an eventual weapon you know and so and that's the thing like you know, he was just this scrawny little kid that just didn't get the opportunities that his brother got. And like, because his brother got a built-in family. Like, it's a fucked up family, but he still got mm-hmm. a built-in family. Yeah. He got yeah. a built-in opportunity. Again, a fucked up built-in opportunity, but a mm-hmm. built-in one. Just by being the bigger of the two of them. And so there is probably always like this, this sense of envy that that Goliath had 
of Torah and the life that was provided for provided for him. Yeah. Got picked up. I don't like to say adopted. Yeah. That's was, you know that's too not, nice of a word for it's what too happened. Nice of to a them. Word, but he was picked up, you know, when he was mm-hmm. picked up by <clears throat> you know. And again, like we don't know what kind of life Goliath was forced to live in, you know, we don't know if he was adopted ever, if we don't know if he just had to always be in survival mode. I mean, you could tell that he's always had to be in survival mode and he had to probably work so much harder mm-hmm. than what it is that he had. Yeah. 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 And, and when you're looking from the outside in, like you were saying, <clears throat> Veronica, about like, again, we don't know his circumstances of how he grew up or who he ended up with. But when he's looking at, I mean, even in 128, even if we knew nothing else about Goliath, even if we got no other backstory about him, that in in 128, you know, he's getting out of prison, Torah's getting out of prison, and he's got one set of his brothers over there, and then Goliath shows up, and they're both there to pick him up, and look who he chooses to go with, right? So, you know, I think for Goliath in that moment, even though all we saw was him looking pissed off, like that was probably his like crucial moment of feeling abandoned. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> I'm sure he experienced it otherwise, because I mean, clearly the two of them were separated and much as I would love to think that they would have been taken in at the same time. I mean, thank goodness they didn't in some ways, but um, you know, that doesn't always happen. You know, not everyone wants, not everyone wants two kids. Mm-hmm. Um and like you said, it could have ended up in a really crappy situation, a really crappy yeah. home where he didn't have the same opportunities, even if we know the interior of what Torah went through, Goliath doesn't know that. And he just sees that he's got all these fancy cars and he's got all of this money and he's worked up through the ranks. He's the right hand man of Vince and da 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 and like. This was what two or three years ago. Tora was like 22, 23, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he's like, Vincent's right hand man. Yeah. Like, that's got to be hard to see. Yeah. You know, I think it ties into what you were saying, Patty, about his need for instant gratification. Mm-hmm. He's too immature and short sighted to see that everything Tora has, it's not a good thing. You know, Tora no. didn't have it. Tora to use it Definitely. as a burden and as a, as a moral burden and, and as a physical burden. But Goliath is superficial and shallow and unable to, you know, delve further into the circumstances mm-hmm. of people's people's lives. So he, yeah, he sees it and he's like, oh, this is great without recognizing that this is not at all great and he doesn't actually want it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <sighs> all right. Back to heart-wrenching panels. Yes. yes. <laughs> so here we go. So you've been here the last few months. I've tried looking for you, but the only lead I got was a stinking shoe. It's like, ah, so that's what happened with that stupid sh- So that's when I lost that stupid shoe. Which, by the way, shows me he's been thinking about when did I lose that shoe? He seems like a little yeah. here, like a little <laughs> attached to his possessions. Yeah, probably was like a brand name shoe and he's like oh damn i'm in prison and i'm about to be killed but i really lost that uh, great shoe <laughs> yeah well i mean look at how he was dressed up when he was picking up his brother from prison like 
yeah. my dude, you show up in a Mercedes in a three piece suit. <laughs> like, I know. Okay. Like, 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 he's very... like get over. <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah of course he would be like that's where my shoe is <laughs> and then you go down and it's like maybe if I searched harder and he's just like of course Taurus taking the responsibility mm-hmm. on himself feeling guilty and yeah Poppy's like patting him like no it's okay it's not your fault <laughs> yeah I think like one of the things that really got me about this scene and it took me a few like pass-throughs on a read and especially with the updates to the episode to really for it to hit home for me because mm-hmm. I was like why are they like joking about this stuff like and and why is this happening and then I'm like duh Patty they're deflecting their pain They don't want to talk about the elephant in the room that they, well, at least Tora knows and Goliath knows that his, his minutes are short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're just catching up. Yeah. Yeah. We know that Tora does this and it's Mm -hmm. probably typical man behavior and what we know of Goliath, like being a superficial, shallow person, not surprised about that either. Yeah. Yeah. I think it also kind of points to, you know, their, it, it, you know, their dynamic as brothers that, you know, Torah, of course, is the grumpy and Goliath is, of course, the sunshine. Like, he's always kind of yeah. sunny. Like, he's playing he's the sunny side up this whole time. The yeah. Yeah. He's the personality hire. Yeah. <laughs> Torah is not no. the personality hire. But oh. when you're little, you kind of learn how to be that. <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure of like that. when you're when you're naturally little you have to figure out how to make your personality bigger yeah mm-hmm. because no one will pay attention to you because you're so small like <laughs> trust I, i'm <laughs> a child of five of six and the smallest ah oh, yes so speaking and from personal girl, experience speaking from personal experience <laughs> i had to develop a big personality mm-hmm. in order to be seen because Aww. it's really easy to not be seen when you're small and constantly overlooked. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably, you know, what Goliath has had to do was just, yeah. he had to develop that bigger personality. He had to be more out there. He had to be the sunshine to mm-hmm. shadow because, you know, Torah was already going to be seen. Yeah, that's He's true. He already has a strong presence. Mm -hmm. you have to create your own presence when you're really small yeah and it's interesting the the dichotomy with that because he's small and wants to be seen and torah is so big and the last thing in the world he wants is to be seen yeah they are like two sides (laughs) of the same coin yeah in so many ways Mm -hmm. in absolutely so many ways Okay. And so then, you know, we scroll down. He's like, don't beat yourself up, bro. That's the last thing you need. By the way, Pops, do you know? (laughs) When we were kids, Tori used to set spiders on fire because I told him they'll scream if you do that. And the dipshit believed me. (laughs) Oh, geez. Lighter. So this also like, this is gonna be worth it, or I'm gonna cry. Baby Tora, <laughs> baby Tora. 
he will not be the one in the marriage to be killing the spiders that's gonna no. be poppy <laughs> no, this is i am always the one killing the bugs in my marriage because my husband thinks that i have like anger issues and needs to like kill the bugs <laughs> but like really he's just afraid of them <laughs> no i can't kill the bugs i can't i i have this thing where it's you know it's it's more like i i don't like the concept of killing things mm-hmm. or things dying within my house i don't like it like we have so you know typical dc row house we have mice issues because houses are attached and you can only do so much mm-hmm. and so you know i keep trying to convince my husband we need to get a cat but he refuses Instead, we have two useless dogs. Like we have these people <laughs> do anything. They just see a mouse and like pretend they're gonna go get it. And it's like that mouse done ran away already. Silly dogs. Oh no! Every like as soon as it like is on a mouse trap, I'm just like I can't, I can't, I can't. You're like nope, I can't. Nope, I start, nope, nope. I start feeling like so bad deep inside me. Yeah. Okay. I'd rather live. I live in. Yeah. Here, I'm not that mouse. I live in Arizona, so we have scorpions. So we have like, them in Oklahoma too. <laughs> They're horrible. They are horrible. So so I have killed myself many a scorpion king in my in my life. Mm-hmm. It's oh, I wouldn't be able to. Would not be able to. <laughs> no, can't. It's so it's so difficult for me. Like I will like I will like collect a spider and release it outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah before I kill it yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've entrapped a little mouse and put a kibble inside it in a jar with some holes and then released it into Virginia <laughs> I well I mean spiders are one thing okay I will give you that like spiders I don't mind you know putting into a jar and like letting it be out in the nature but scorpions no no I, I will I will agree with you on that. They have no purpose. Get the fuck out of my house. No one invited you here. Go away. Listen, until you have been stung by a scorpion, you will then you will know what we mean. It is not fun. Nope. I imagine so. I imagine so. Okay, story-wise, it is reassuring to know that Tora didn't want to kill the spiders and that we'll see mm. she didn't. Because, yes. you know, children who torture animals, it's a very concerning sign. So yep. yes. not surprised yep. that Goliath is the one who incited this and Dora mm-hmm. isn't. You know, now we feel free to to know that Goliath is the violent one and Tora is the softy. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know. <laughs> and it's the same type of spider with like the, the bright ass colors. <laughs> what if Tora like all spiders look the same. Probably. I'm probably remembering them as these giant monster things. Yes. Just because his most recent spider that he saw was a giant monster thing. <laughs> so I, I do want to just say one nice thing about Goliath is that, you know, I feel like as much as he maybe has lack of impulse control, instant gratification, mm-hmm. et cetera, selfishness, I think that he does have a good heart deep, deep inside. And mm-hmm. in his whole interaction with Tora now, especially where he just told him, don't be, beat yourself up, bro, you know, while he's all beaten up, that does show, you know, he, it's also like, Angela, you said the end of life resignation, the peace that he made. Yeah. You know, but he, 
he does want Torah. He doesn't want Torah to feel bad and to have this guilt upon himself. And he probably recognizes that Torah is the type to take responsibility. And he doesn't, his like last gift is, you know, don't worry about me. This is not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and I think, you know, of course that's, that's definitely something that comes with like end of life stuff. But, you know, the other thing that I wanted to point out, because when you were talking Mindy about, you know, um, Goliath kind of having, you know, this kind of like addict mindset. I mean, that's pretty much the vast majority of the people that I have ever worked with, right? And they do all kinds of various and sundry terrible things to their family members and their loved ones. And I think that, you know, sure, it's it's easy to look at a physical addiction like drugs or alcohol or insert, you know, medication here and say like oh okay it makes sense that it's a disease right um but process addictions are very much an issue too and so things like gambling stealing sex you name it like it lights up the same areas of our brain and so i think if we could look at him from that perspective and know that you know people do recover from that all the time and yeah they do have to work towards rebuilding trust and rebuilding relationships and unfortunately we're in a position where goliath can't do that um and so i think you know at that end of life stage and that you know i have to let bygones be bygones because he's also got to let go of his own bitterness um because from what i gather short of you know torah saving his ass constantly is that he seemed to harbor a lot of anger towards torah for multiple things because that has to be why he threw him under the bus for various things and um especially with you know what we saw in 128 so you know i think he's also trying to let some of that go and like you said be at peace with how things are going to be with them yeah Hmm. our poor guy yeah sat all around speaking of poor guy this this one skates oh my gosh so cute i love it the quincy bedhead baby quincy the bags the everything that look he didn't he didn't all he sees is Cora yelling like get off me he's like oh my god burning spiders what that new that new boy's kind of creepy and look he has like bags under his eyes like he hasn't slept in like <laughs> two days like this new kid is keeping him up with all of his antics <laughs> i could see that yeah i was just by this new this new boy in his house like what yes this new creepy boy is doing more creepy boy things i don't even know what i'm supposed to do with myself yeah <laughs> am i supposed to be his friend am i supposed to i don't know he's being real creepy he's a weirdo this one is a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) and then you just see poppy's sweet face he's like i'm pleased to report that the spiders got their revenge on him he's like i didn't believe you i was trying to prove you're wrong they jumped off before i even did anything to him yeah which once again is defending himself from a moral perspective he's like don't worry i didn't harm them which shows you his yes. cues are not harming animals needlessly. Yeah. You know, yeah. Tora really has, he he has a moral mindset. That's mm-hmm. his approach to life is moral. 
Yeah. Like he's that guy that's forced to be morally gray, but he doesn't want to be. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people have been making him do their dirty work since. Oh yeah. This four. Yeah, and so one hundred percent. I guess I am. I'm that guy. So. <laughs> and he's like, "You punks better stop spreading those damn rumors about me." <laughs> and then Poppy's like. Um, I hope it's not rude to ask, but are the both of you brothers? You look so alike. Okay, this this when I read this panel, I was like, finally, finally, <laughs> finally, <laughs> he is the fandom. This is all of us in the last <laughs> years, however long it's been. God, for it's been years, four. Four, years, four, four years. years. We're gonna get an answer. I'm like, thank. <laughs> goodness for no Bob. they're just from the yeah. same region <laughs> they're only just from the same region we're from the you're same not brothers they're not cousins they're not related they just look the same like all filipinos look the same it's the same <laughs> but yeah no 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 and then and then patty takes over <laughs> okay so he says brothers i wish yeah we wish we're brother we're not brothers sweetheart and they both say at the same time we're twins oh. and goliath pipes in i'm the older one <laughs> okay <His whole> face <laughs> i mean goliath's face was it's it's mighty it's it's this face is doing things in this in this panel right here by the way i yeah, i in previous panels, Goliath's face was not as like square as it is in this one. I feel like it was smaller and a little more like heart shaped before. But you know, now Lily's telling us they're twins, so now they just look exactly alike. Just the hair is different. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> now we know why Tora went through the orange hair phase in his teenage days. They had to look different. Yes, <laughs> if possible. Oh my god. Okay, so yes, they are twins. Wow. And then Poppy, I, okay, somebody help me understand this here. So she's like totally wigged out about that. And like, did she like bump her elbow or something or her shoulder? No, I think like, it's I think that's just face like face the instant nosebleed. So blown. Oh, yeah. Her, her. I was like, what happened here? What'd she do? Yeah, no, it was just it's a it's an exaggeration. Okay, like okay, nosebleed. Yeah that's yeah. what it was okay so it's her chin that i'm looking at not her freaking elbow oh my god okay <laughs> never mind forget me forget me anyway anyway it's okay. i was it's okay because i saw it as a nosebleed and i'm like wait does that mean she's like attracted to goliath because he just said that they're twins like i was i didn't get that the nosebleed part yeah i guess that was lily's kind of haha at us that like yeah she can't handle that much hotness in one room kind of situation <laughs> But you know, when I read that, that was like a punch in the gut because like I'm not a yeah. twin, but from what I understand, twins have this super, super close connection that even yeah. have. So mm -hmm. we're going to be going through this. And you know, it also helps you understand why Torah still feels so close to Goliath despite what he's done to him. Because you just can't disconnect from a twin, a brother, right. especially not. <clears throat> They're like a part of you. <sighs> so yeah, just makes they were in womb together. Hmm. Yeah. There's that. I imagine they probably like kicked each other a lot when they were in womb. 
<laughs> I can imagine Goliath was constantly trying to like shove Tora's big head out the way because he's like, no, you're taking up all the space in this womb, dude. Like, move. And then Goliath is off in like the little section here. <laughs> Everything that you're saying is just reaffirming my decision to never have children. <laughs> No, right? No, thank you. You imagine his mom, like, they're just duking it out in there, and she's like, Jesus Christ, I just need to sleep. Like, you guys are kicking my bladder. Come on. <laughs> so, I, I imagine that's exactly how they were when they were in Moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. And so, apparently, they are used to this reaction um, because Goliath says, hey, that reaction never gets old huh and then we hear a thud in the background and then the background goes dark mm-hmm. so haha funny time is over ladies and gents that, like nostalgic expression on his face he's like yeah you know yeah. Like, affection and fondness in his eyes yeah it's yeah. Very yeah like that's that's a you dumb idiot but i still love you kind of shit yeah yeah so yeah shit's about to get real guys get out your tissues um so we hear the clanking of his cell in the background of course we knew that it was going to be sunrise soon where goliath is at and he's uh, goliath says real glad i got to meet your girl today bro and poppy knows already that this is goodbye and so she's like panicking Mm -hmm. she's like Tora and of course Tora is immediately going in and trying to shield her from this mm-hmm. understandably so and we <clears throat> see in this next panel um Goliath's kind of sweating it because he knows what's coming and he says sun's up gotta go mm-hmm. and there's this guy in the background with some sort of weapon and he's in fatigue so this isn't looking good for our dude yeah. they're all shaking like you can oh, tell like and everyone is everyone is trembling yeah everyone is poppy is trembling tora is trembling mm. Goliath is trembling yeah and is trembling right now like because they everyone everyone knows what's about to happen yeah and there's the sad part about this is, is that there was there's literally nothing they can do to stop it right i think that's got to be such a helpless place for tora and poppy to be right now is that they can't do anything to help him yeah Um, they just have to they just they just have to accept it yeah and be in denial about it because it's happening right then in real time in front of them like through a phone but still like you know it's happening yeah and you know this panel of torah like holy fucking shit y'all like he's like turn turn away sweetheart and like listen listen like the last time I lost my shit with this goddamn comic was episode 15 and like this panel right here like I don't know what Lily did to like improve this panel but it's killing me looking at Tora right now yeah like oh Jesus Christ yeah I mean like, just, you can just feel it yeah and horror and despair and yeah I mean it's just it's just utter helplessness this is the last thing that he wants i mean this is i mean he's gone to save goliath's ass 
God only knows how many times, you know. How many times, yeah. <clears throat> and this is the one time he can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and so he shields Poppy away, and Poppy says, "No, Tora." He's like, "It's fine. It's going to be okay." Like here he is going through the worst fucking moment of his life potentially. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because we also have to take into account Taurus had a lot of fucking loss in his life. Like, I know we've talked about Poppy's losses, but he's had a lot of loss, too. He's lost Joe. He's lost his dad, his mom. um, And now he's losing his brother. I mean, I'm sure he's lost countless friends along the way because of the life that he leads. Mm -hmm. And like right now, his only concern right now, other than, you know, trying to deal with this himself is to shield Poppy from this. Like he's, like he's a gentleman through and through <laughs> he, he's shielding the one tangible tangible person that he can shield at the moment and it just happens to be poppy and it, it's just it's so sad yeah it's so sad yeah Angela, i like that i like that you said that because he's a protector in mm-hmm. situation yeah yeah and she says no you you can't let him like like you you really made his day bobby thank you like oh my god jesus christ like he's he's still trying to soothe her while he is going yeah. through all of this like yeah oh it's just like out of <laughs> everyone going through the motions mm-hmm. yeah. and we see one last shot of goliath you know he's i'm pretty sure he's crying um because he knows what's about to happen and he knows what his brother is feeling and on his face but he's got a smile on his face and but he's crying he's he's (laughs) oh my god (laughs) (sighs) feelings Uh, feelings are stupid (laughs) (laughs) bullshit oh god i think that and if i can if i can like interpret that smile i think it's partially what you were saying angela about acceptance of you know this is the last moment and this is where i am and i think there's also maybe a part of him that is you know wants to kind of comfort torah and poppy to see him in his last moments be at peace and to not see his distress and then the third part is I think that there really is just, you know, the same smirky, wise-ass Goliath who just, like, he he's not going to let anyone get him down. He wants yeah. to get down with, you know, to, while still being in control as much as he can. Yeah. And that's the one way he can have control. Yeah. Nope. They, could, they couldn't beat him that much into submission. Right. And... And then we see this panel of Tora just just holding on to Poppy for dear life and thanking her. And like he is just full of tears. And if we remember, this is a man who one doesn't say a lot of fucking words, and he sure as shit doesn't cry in front of people. Yeah. Um we we've seen him tear up mm-hmm. a couple of other times before, but he's never yeah. cried. Yeah. 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 And, you know, part of me was just like, I know he hasn't said the 
three little words to Poppy. And I know he's not ready for that, but this is just as good as that because he, he hasn't done, I guarantee you he hasn't done this with anybody else. No, I highly doubt he's ever cried in front of anyone. This is the most vulnerable we have seen him. I think to date Mm -hmm. in this whole series um, this whole comic and just seeing this is just it's such a milestone it's mm-hmm. it's a shitty milestone but yeah it but it is and it's just it's so so heart-wrenching <laughs> yeah I, w- I wonder if also part of him when he's saying thank you he's addressing it to Goliath and you know he it's too hard for him to say goodbye or I love you to Goliath but this yeah. is you know, he's ostensibly saying it to Poppy, but I wonder if that's really his message, like his goodbye to Goliath. Sure. Yeah. You know, thank you for yeah. being a brother, even if you weren't such a great one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it kills me to see Tora like that. <coughs> oh, fuck my life. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and we get one last panel of Goliath, and his last thoughts are, nice meeting you, little sis. And we see that he's had his hand amputated. Yes. And he is about to be beheaded. Yeah. So this is not going to be a pretty death either. And I I hope to God, like, I'm pretty sure this is what Lily was trying to get across. But I hope like hell that that phone went off before that happened. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, but it didn't. Christ. Ugh. you heard the, you they heard it oh god <sighs> jesus and it says and he says another another bit like not a bad way to leave knowing i did one right thing uh, knowing i did one thing right by my little bro hmm. and then that's the end of it and then but then you hear the thud yeah he made it a point oh Hmm. He made it Jesus. A so and then the call they, ended. They heard what happened. Yep. They, did, <clears throat> they did theorize like what happened next. They heard it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're just they are holding on to each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're I mean they're holding on to each other like they're each other's lifelines. Like yeah. they, are, they are the only ones that matter because mm-hmm. at that point it's true. Yeah, you know, like Poppy's crying. You know, she she only had talked to him for what like five minutes. I don't know how long they were on the phone for, yeah. but you just see like how how sensitive she is um, to just you know such a light personality that she is like she loves everyone that she comes in contact with um mm-hmm. and I mean, that it must have just been so so amazing for not amazing but just so comforting for for uh, to have someone like her um yeah. with him in that moment yeah because mm-hmm. I can't even imagine where his head would be spiraling if she wasn't right. there with him. Because he already, yeah, he, he's already a mess. So, mm-hmm. I mean, 
Yeah. Brown needs a break. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that, you know, by them hugging each other, that they also prevented them both from looking at this at the screen. Yeah. Need to see whatever was apparent they didn't need to have that visual yeah. for the rest of their life so they heard it so mm -hmm. yeah yeah they heard it. Oh. <gasps> jesus and then of course you know the next panel um poppy's like i'll i'll get you a drink and torres of course he's not saying a word but he just nods and you know poppy does the only thing you can do in that moment which is go into take caretaker mode you know mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you also see how you know he covers his face because yeah. I you know yes he is crying he's still ashamed you know mm -hmm. to be crying in front of her and still can't sure. perceive that yeah. completely <sighs> and then we scroll down and I think Angela oh, oh wait hang on hang on I got a couple more panels sorry um and so we scroll down and there's this picture of two little bear cubs you know obvious kind of nod to Tora and Goliath yeah. and we start to get a little more backstory on Goliath and Tora says his real name was David but he never wanted to be the little guy so he changed it to Goliath and Poppy just goes she gets him something to drink and Tora's back in his safe space on the ground. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I couldn't forget where they were. He finds comfort on the ground. Yeah. I also, I, I just realized looking back at the panel where they're on the bed, you know, yeah. after the phone screen goes dead. First of all, the, the well, you know, with the call ending and then the phone screen completely shutting off, that's just incredible symbolism for, you know, Goliath's yeah. life is, is done. Yeah. yeah. And when they're on the bed, you know, previously while while it was happening, they were like clutching each other really tight. And now that mm -hmm. it's over, Torah is just like his whole back is sagging and his arms, you know, one of them is like really loose and just fell down, which is like yeah. defeat, you know, that it's over. I can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like now in a place of accepting the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Um. And so Poppy goes back and, you know, this, you can just feel like, even though there's no dialogue where it's like a dialogue here, like you can feel the silence. It's so thick. You can cut it with a knife. Yeah. Um, I realized she gave him time to recover because yeah. as soon as she leaves, you see he's already starting to wipe his eyes because yeah. he, uh, mm -hmm. you know, he doesn't want to show himself that vulnerable again. And mm -hmm. she's making him tea, which takes a while, you know, for it to heat up. And yeah she's on her hair so she's giving him time to you know recover by himself okay it was the same room but she's giving him some space yeah to, you know come back yeah. to yeah and it seems like the other thing that i want to point out is it seems like maybe some time has passed too um mm -hmm. because it looks like it's getting dark outside so i mean obviously him and goliath were on opposite ends of Naren the continent um but it couldn't have been that many hours ahead you know so i feel like this has been some time later yeah um that they've probably had to do some decompressing right and tora goes on as poppy approaches him and he says after my paw was hanged my ma became a little mental goliath was a skinny runt and i was much bigger so i tried to protect him but he still got the brunt of everything yeah. and so 
All right. You ready to take over, Angela? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, feelings. So then he is looking at Poppy. She's coming over. Um, and he has his hand stretched out to her. So he's mm-hmm. he's making the first move. Um, yeah. so I think that's really important. You know, when when someone is in mourning or just having like a very heavy moment I don't like it when people like come at me and be like oh my god what's wrong blah 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 yeah um I always feel more comfortable and just letting me have (laughs) a a moment oh sure sure so um so you know so the fact that Poppy like gave him that that um that moment and she let him make the first move I feel like that was just so so amazing of her um and then he yeah. takes she's hesitant like she's with a couple yeah she's hesitant like yeah um so so then he's like yes please I I would like your company now please come mm-hmm. here um and then she takes his hand um, I want to pause on that hand bit. Um, and mm-hmm. I think this relates to what you were saying, Angela, about him reaching out to her. Mm-hmm. Um, if we remember, I think it was episode 28 or 29, where they mm-hmm. had the hand holding, it was Poppy yes. asking for him mm-hmm. and, and his touch. Yes. And now we've got the reverse of that. Yeah. You know, we've kind of come full circle there. And right. I think that's just a nice, beautiful touch there based on what's been going on with all with them this whole time. Yeah. yeah. Like when he's reaching out to her from the bed, just his posture is see that like he's got his legs open as though mm-hmm. like sit on my lap. Like I want you to be right here. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. <sighs> and the, the Claire is starting to go back into um, it's it's not much brighter but it is mm-hmm. definitely um not that warmer tone not the not the mafia green anymore the mafia yeah that warmer like the yeah. safe space of poppy yeah yeah that's what this exactly. color scheme is the safe space of poppy yeah 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 <sighs> um so then they are sitting so she's coming down to his level um she is sitting where he's comfortable at um Mm -hmm. and he starts talking he says a few months later the cops came and took us to an orphanage not far from here and the year after that we were shipped shipped to northern city which where which was where vince picked me up so there's that whole word me and not mm. us up. So yeah. it kind of gives that implication that we were all talking about earlier that uh Goliath was not not picked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they went from being together always, even in an orphanage, mm-hmm. being separated. Yeah. yeah. And um and he's got his arm around her um and we have goliath's cheesy grin mm-hmm. <laughs> um 
<laughs> and we have Tora's trembling chin. Um, trying not to cry. I am trying yeah. so hard not to cry right now. Um, I'm not crying. And it's the whole like badump, and then it's back to the whole like greenish, you know, very sorrowful, very dark place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his his chin is just like <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Um, and then like so now he started trembling. He's he's mm-hmm. trembling now, and he says, "I'm gonna have a smoke now, okay?" Um, he's like, "Hey." Um, <laughs> and then that is not a, that is not a moment to deny him of his cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah definitely. He needs, um, he needs a smoke. Hotel yeah, deposit be damned. Smoke. Exactly. <laughs> um, I forgot where. Which one do I stop at? It's sorry. Oh no, you're um, fine. Where I can't remember. <laughs> I'm having a moment. Not either way, whatever, whatever you're up to. And he's, uh, she's like, so she's like climbing in his lap. Um, and he's like, ah, if I forgot again, Bobby, my light. And so she climbs, and she's like, here. <laughs> the the metaphor, Bobby, my light. Like, who's his light? Bobby is his light. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah um so she she clicks so his his uh lighter um clicks on he's all blushing he's blushing Um, her blush is really blushing Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) and she's like what in her heart is like bedump um and then he's like, you really gonna make this a habit, huh? Climbing onto my lap whenever you please. He's just like, I just wanted to distract you. Does it bother you? Maybe I'm just bad at this. And like, they're, she's like trying to like play it off a lot, but he's got mm-hmm. a blush now, like full on, like, I know. you know. Blush is really blushing <laughs> yes. case. It's, it's matching with the background. Um, yeah. And... And he's like, no. And he's got the his his hand or like his uh, let me see here. His hand is like grabbing onto her wrist as if he's like trying to I think pull pull her in. I pull her in. This is implying something that they are they were just very vulnerable with each other and they're going mm-hmm. to continue being very vulnerable, but in a different way mm-hmm. to cope with what they just witnessed. They are part of their processing will be also finding comfort in each other physically. Yeah, 100%. I think that is where this is supposed to lead to. Mm-hmm. her hair is down you know she climbed on his lap mm-hmm. so hardcore blush like don't go anywhere the 
only thing that makes me hesitate about that like i get where you guys are coming from and i know the state the stage is being set the thing that makes me worry about that and this is again my therapist brain and i'm so sorry i can't help it um is that I worry about it kind of being this like because they they have like for fuck's sake Poppy has said I love you to him right Mm -hmm. and he hasn't gotten to that point with her yet and I think that or I would I would hope that he would pause I know they're in a very vulnerable situation and people don't always make the quote right decision and I'm not saying that there's a right or a wrong decision here right um but part of me worries like I don't know how I feel about it if, you know, they choose to numb out with their bodies. I don't think they would be going all the way. <sighs> yeah. I mean, like I, I get don't... seeking physical comfort for yeah. sure. Um, but just something I know as a therapist, like this is this is why people kind of also get like crazy around the time that somebody dies, right? Like so yeah. you know, your your typical fight, flight, or freeze. So like some people just don't react at all and are like numb some people they avoid everything that they can right so you got your flight um some people get into fights i mean how many times have we seen families fight at a funeral that might be the way that they handled that right and like i hate to say it but the last f is fucking so like this i mean people have talked about it like the the funeral issue and you know people just like picking some rando in the dark to have at it with like and not that i think lily would ever do this i just i'm just like oh y'all not yet (laughs) not yet i don't think that they're gonna do something so so monumental within their relationship during such a vulnerable time like this but they are pretty physical they're just oh sure sure and yeah no I get you I get you I'm just like oh I don't know if my heart is ready for that like at like don't get me wrong I'm like the biggest horn dog ever y'all have seen me on Patreon (laughs) I get it I get it I get it I get it we've been waiting forever but I'm just like I don't know that now's the right time like his brother was just beheaded and I'm like I don't know. I don't know. I also had like, I had a double reaction. Yeah. um, The exact same thing. You know, my first thought was like, uh, not the right time. And like, this is, this is using something to distract him. And this is not, this is just an outlet. And it's not a genuine connection. And Um, on the other hand, I know from like my own firsthand experience, when Yola was going through a hard time, um, his reaction, he also like, I'm gonna be so TMI. Sorry, you all. That's okay. It is what it is. We're all adults here. This was a way for him to to calm down, and um, you know, I I so I understand that. That's fair. It is, it is calming, and you know, so I tried not to judge. You know, it, it wouldn't be my my outlet. You know, but yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, I think from an objective standpoint, like if I took a step back and not be so emotionally invested, like the therapist part of my brain was like, well, yeah, of course they're going to do that. Uh, But the part of me that's invested in the story, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. 
I guess so I'm like, it's something I don't, different when, for example, right. Okay. So in my case, we've been married for like a billion years mm-hmm. and for this time, this is their first time. So I yeah, there's a bit of an issue where Poppy feels pressured into doing that to distract him rather than it being a hundred percent. It would be Poppy's like first, first time. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's important that we talk about it's their first time together more so than like, I get it. She's a virgin, whatever. Right. I don't want to fetishize virginity. That's not what I'm getting at here. I think it's like for their relationship dynamic, I think it's important for it to be something other than forced by external circumstances. Like, yeah, I want them to choose each other in that moment, you know? Yeah. And to be like there in that moment. So I don't know, like, and, and maybe I'm reading all the signals wrong. They wouldn't be very present. Right. If they were to to go all the way right now, neither of them would be very present in, in that type of situation because their minds are still like their emotions are so high. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it would just be a way to distract. So I, yeah. You know, I do not think in any capacity that, you know, Lily Mm -hmm. would have them go all the way, Mm -hmm. but she is using, um, she is using sex into some capacity to distract Tora. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, he's got a body count. We all know this, right? Like, this is nothing new for him. I've, you know, I've kind of theorized since the beginning that that's something that he likely did to kind of get through it, right? As he talked about when they were at the the club that, you know, he used to, like, party hard, right? Um, Sex kind of comes with that. So, you know, just, like, obviously this is something that he has done in the past and he feels better in, like, numbing out through his own body. So, like, could I be down for some spooning? absolutely right like yes. cuddle all aggressive night spooning. aggressive spooning in that bed <laughs> have at it right my, my friends my friends have dubbed it fuggling <laughs> they're just gonna do a whole lot of fuggling tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> so, i'm done with that yeah all right Okay, so now we switch and we we have a curtain close until next season as to what happens with Bobby. Ah! <laughs> Which obviously that's a great cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have um it, it's funny because it actually looks like it's outside the same motel, right? You see the same yeah. it looks like it's the same motel. Yeah. And it's solidly nighttime now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's snowing. It's snowing. And it is snowing. So it's for the jackets. Mm-hmm. But I need those coats. Yeah. Yeah. Here's someone's on the phone, and the person on the phone is saying, I don't effing care if he knocked you out for two hours with his shoe six. You're the prodigy tracker. Get on with it. And then the person is saying, sheesh, quit yelling at me, Captain. This stuff takes time, okay? I gotta switch up my disguise and search for alibis and shit. Uh, the bruising so bad I can't even conceal it properly. Now we gotta look at this person, <laughs> and it is someone wearing a coat with a bruise all over his face. And I just want to check the last, um, the last like the, the episode with horror through the shoe with the guy. There's yeah. a lot of guy, but I guess I guess he did a good job of disguising himself. <laughs> he changed his hair. Um, I know, right? I'm, was- I'm not gonna call him six. I'm gonna call him Senor Chancla. 
it's a it's a uh, it's a shoe throwing a like a um sandal okay oh gotcha yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's a a spanish word for it's a weapon yes yeah (laughs) toro was channeling his inner spanish mom gotcha yeah yeah yeah. in um in it's called a chinella chinella oh okay yeah Oh, so it's it's just hilarious because you know now we find out that this guy was not just a random guy, annoyed passenger. Yeah, he was actually someone tracking them. And Tora, I guess he deserved you know that shoe in his face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really quick, I just want to know because he was um since he was on the train with Tora and Poppy, there was another person um next on to him train. on the train who was like hey honey like I don't know what did she say she's just yeah like, it's, she um, acted like a wife or something yeah Maybe she acted just like a wife too mm-hmm. yeah but like I don't know I just thought that was kind of interesting that you know there were there were two of them anyway yeah there's uh-huh. definitely I mean they're being tracked that's for sure mm-hmm. yeah Wow. And yeah, he says, anyway, I lost him at the train station, but I think I picked up their trail again. And yeah, he did indeed because he's right outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no. And bum, bum, bum. person on the phone says, good. And he looks so grouchy, but like, you know, honestly, I <laughs> for the guy on the train before because I was like, I don't know if he deserved to get a shoe thrown at his face. But now that I know that it's a tracker, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's fine. I'm fine with you getting hit in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Fine. Like, if he, why would he like make such a presence known? Yeah. Like, if he's being, if he's tracking, like, if he's, like, yeah, if he's following them around, why would he make his presence known by being like, yo, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. You're making too much noise, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would he do that? Yeah. It doesn't make you a very good tracker. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Maybe he isn't good at this job. That's entirely possible. Yes. Which makes me question this organization if they choose such a man to be their their stealthy tracker. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, I I went back a couple of episodes and Mm -hmm. when we first get, when they first get to that motel. Yeah. It's daytime. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. okay so there's been a lot of time that has passed yeah so i'm pretty sure they're in two different time zones mm-hmm. wherever goliath is is a different time zone from where they are right now oh yeah yeah sun is yeah. the sun has just risen where he is but it's mm-hmm. setting where they are yeah yeah because i mean like poppy took a shower poppy um they got the call from Goliath. He said that he was in Malibu, which I'm like, okay, well, how how do you get from Narin to Malibu? Like, like how do you get there, bro? Maybe he's not he was, in Malibu. He's just, no, I was to say he was joking. Like, he's just joking, but, but he's like yeah. a distance away from you. There is a distance, but like, I mean, so if it's if it's like you know, nighttime in, um, in Naren and it's, you know, dawn, wherever, um, Goliath was, then I, like, 
where the hell did they take him? Like, yeah. <laughs> like where, where is he? Yeah. Where in the world is Goliath? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, somewhere west. So now we find out who he is talking to because we see Cat Lady. She is there with Joe's ring around her neck on the nerve okay. of Cat Lady. <laughs> Makes me so angry she took that ring. Mm-hmm. I know. So mad. I was so, so oh, mad. God. And she says, number six is Beth. And she's looking in the room. She's leaning against the door. And there's someone else in the room. And she says, number six is back on that girl's trail, court, I mean, boss. And then the person who is court, I mean, boss, who has darker skin and reddish curls, says, better watch your mouth before you get me in trouble, Courtney. So Yeah, Courtney. <laughs> yeah, Courtney. <laughs> We're allowed to know your name, Courtney. Come the hell down, Courtney. <laughs> Courtney. Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> I am not being biased against anyone named Courtney. I'm sure there are lovely Courtney's out there. (laughs) Just a little disclaimer. Yeah, this one's just the bad apple, right? Yeah. As far as we know. It's Courtney. This Courtney is rotten to the core. Now we see on our last panel who the boss is, and it is none other than (laughs) Julia. Oh my god. This was oh. not on my bingo card. <laughs> no, not at all. Bingo card. Like you always knew she was a little shysty. A mm-hmm. little sus, right. She was always a little sus. She was always yeah. a little sus. But you know, and that's why, you know, Tora and Tora knew she was a little sus. That's why he had mm-hmm. yeah. Into her. yeah, he was looking into her. And, yeah. and of course, poor Quincy. I just feel bad for him. He just completely got used. His sugar plum is his not, sugar plum. not who he thinks she is. That's I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, we all know Quincy is a hoe and he's like got hoes oh, in different area codes. Hoe. But like, but still, yeah, he likes but her. Still. He asked her to stay longer. He didn't want to be yeah. well, Probably because he wanted to bang again. Yeah. <laughs> He would just show her that Tokyo toy. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think in like one, I did not see this. No. It, I did not see her coming back in this way. I figured that she would come back in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um yeah. but yeah, was not on my was not on my bingo card. Um Lily, what are you gonna do with Alice? Now I am very concerned oh because okay. I am so attached to that character. Leave Saki Granny out of this. Alice <laughs> established as a caring, affectionate donor. Alice must be protected at all costs. All costs. Absolutely. All costs. Yep. Yes. Alice is straight up. She'll so mm-hmm. has to say to your face. So no yeah. double face. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is true. This is very true. So okay, so we have chakra number one is that Cordy is running this operation between yes. mm-hmm. running after her, right? Running after Poppy and coordinating all this like near-death experiences and not caring about Quincy's apartment or his safety or his friends. Yeah, and that stuff. And second thing is what she says. Because she says that girl, Poppy, is young mistress to you and all of us underlings Um, okay so my question my question is that 
if you are trying to get a hold or not a hold maybe yeah like a literal hold of poppy mm-hmm. and i shooting up the place right why not go into like some unmarked van and like offer her candy or muffins or something like that just like one why- little <laughs> snatch of someone so small so I think one, I don't think that they took into account that Tora would be there. I don't know why, but I don't think they knew much about him because Courtney didn't even know who he was, right? Because when right. they got into that fight, she was like, whoever he is, just kill him, right? So yeah. I don't think they factored him into that. I think they were straight up going to kidnap her from Quincy's apartment. Yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, okay, so, so I, I, like, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, listen, listen. It's a black hawk. It can handle it. You just got to get her. Like she just got to dangle a little bit from the. Take you the know, elevator. they could have gotten her with some ropes and stuff. I don't understand. Like, if what they want is to bring her into the fold mm-hmm. why are they doing it so why are they being sketch? so hostile about it like, oh, be so hostile. Like, right. and like if it's she, you're you young, young, like, young for- mistress why are you being so hostile with her fair question i i don't think like i but I, do you think that that like that's a break-in just like what wrong the first oh, time yeah. 100 like yeah 100%. okay so i can see that but then like <laughs> i don't know i'm just well I'm... And, and here here's the other thing there's the orders that these guys receive and then there's how they execute them right so they may have been given orders to make sure that no harm comes to her but they also want to get her out of the clutches of torah and as we saw, Tora got plenty shot at, right? I, yes. I think if I if I had to if I had to guess, like why did they go in so aggressively? One, they didn't calculate all of these factors like Tora and him being a sniper. Like clearly they knew nothing yeah. about him because he shot the fucking I don't helicopter away. What I don't understand though is because Cordelia knows about exactly her. that's my point it's like well she like met him met. once she met him once it was just that dinner at Goodruns yeah but she like he even said I'm in the mafia mm-hmm. well I mean it's kind of like understood I'm sure Cordy knew that he had a bodyguard because there was some talk of a bodyguard but the thing is, for people in these in these mafia families that are in the upper echelons, they're not concerning themselves with the street thugs. And, like, they very much, like, there's still a stratification, even though Quincy and Tora are very close and he is Vincent's right-hand man and all of that. The fact that none of them knew who he was tells me that in, in their... You know, either they don't know who he is and Vincent has kept everything so mum and so secret um, that all they saw him as was a bodyguard, right? A no-name bodyguard. Because that's the impression I'm getting at this point is that he's a Everyone no-name just, bodyguard. He's just like Quincy's yeah. bodyguard right. and not like this guy capable of... Yeah. All this stealthy shit, right? All this stealthy shit. He's- so... I- 
I think it went terribly wrong. That's my explanation. It's not a great one, but I think it went terribly wrong. They didn't factor in Torah. I think they they thought they were just going to hop on in, swoop in, take Poppy with them because they probably feel like she's an easy target. Yeah. I mean, let's be Mm -hmm. real. All appearances, she's an easy target. However, yeah. I still don't, I, I don't understand, right? If, if they, mm-hmm. if she's the mistress of their clan and she's like top yeah. salon and they have to treat her, you know, make sure she's happy. Why would they break into her apartment in the first place and tie her up? And like, fair yeah, question. I, As I, I said, send a letter, send an email. This is, we're here for your extended car warranty. Can we talk to you? <laughs> not the extended car warranty. <laughs> um, there is another possibility, right? So this clan clearly still exists, right? Somebody's got to be running it. Maybe they want to have control of Poppy, but maybe not bring her into the fold in the way that we think. Maybe they want to be able to control and manipulate her. Yeah, they have through fear. Power. Yeah. Better go come along with us because, you know, your dad tried to run away and yeah. it ain't working. So you're coming with us, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, how many times have people with royal blood been used as puppets? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen that throughout history. And so this tells me, like, obviously, we know that she is clan related now because they wouldn't be calling her mistress otherwise. Um, oh, but is she actually like, is it a clan or is it actual true like? royalty what if like what if they're not in Naren and they're in a different country that's a possibility we don't we have no idea that's the thing we have no idea mm-hmm. she could be like you know <laughs> princess she, she could be she could be royalty <laughs> who knows she could be a princess and we have no idea Disney movie, guys <laughs> we have no idea all we know is that you know it was definitely poppy's dad Oh, 100 percent That wanted yeah. to move to Moonbright. Mm-hmm. For sure. For what re- whatever reasons he had. Mm-hmm. And the mom was like, nah, I'm over no. it. Bounces. Yeah. A few months, whatever. I'm bouncing now. And then, you know, like her her poppy's like grandmother definitely knows what's up. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pearl is so sus. Like she knows. <laughs> oh, oh. I- like totally knows what's up yeah i will not demonize granny pearl i think she knows what's happening i think she's struggling with the idea of when is the right time to tell her yeah so i mean there are plenty of times like families keep secrets from their kids because it's like it is not time for you to know and Mm -hmm. maybe she thought poppy would be safe i mean for all intents and purposes granny pearl was like just trying to get her to come back to Mm -hmm. Moonbright. And she thought that would work, right? Because Poppy hadn't been in Naren City that long, maybe a couple of months. Yeah, at best. a few months, I think, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I mean, I'm willing to give Granny Pearl a little more benefit of the doubt. But yeah, I mean, families keep secrets. Happens all the time. Yes. Yes. Families also do a whole lot of covering up. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, sure. Totally cool with that. Yeah. But yeah. I, okay. So I have a theory mm-hmm. that whoever Cordelia works with or mm-hmm. for are the same people that off Goliath because they clearly have the resources. And yeah. The power. I mean, they were in all their stealth mode stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. And they so got money. They got money. They got military equipment. They definitely have the they definitely have the capacity to have a dungeon somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like I think I think that the same the this Related. this this clan or whomever mm-hmm. organization. organization this organization that that poppy is a young mistress to mm-hmm. the one that oft goliath oh can you imagine guilt like if she's finds- gonna have to like deal with that yeah in some season i don't know if it'll happen next season mm-hmm. but in some season we're gonna have to deal with that because that's gonna put you know a lot of stress on Tor and poppy mm-hmm. yeah and they're yeah. even though poppy had absolutely nothing to do with shit so i know you know like if anything like poppy's just gonna reject like that thing poppy would just reject them huh. yeah yeah dire to be a young mistress of any organization of any kind yeah well and that's why i think they'll lead with fear because they think that they can right they have no idea what she's been going through the last couple of months and who she's affiliated with like i don't think they know the true lengths tora will go to to protect her yeah Yeah. like he will kill each and every last one of them (laughs) oh he'll 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 unalive everyone Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, he did it with that one weirdo dude. Yudori. <laughs> yeah, Yudori. <laughs> Fixed his teeth for him. <laughs> yeah. He would like he's he's he's. he's oh, he shot him right in the head. No yeah, qualms he's, about he's it. He's like, whatever. You're you're nothing. You can just die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good grief. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like. I don't have any theories as of yet. Mm-hmm. I do like I've believed since the beginning of time that dad was the one who is connected to the mafia. I don't think it's mom. And this just kind of reaffirms it for me because if it was through the mom, like she's literally <laughs> living in the city, like they could have just up and got her. Right. Yeah. Like she's not a, exactly hiding. Yeah. Right. That's so. true. Oh, so daddy robert has some secrets so many i mean they all have secrets he's such a cute looking guy too he's like this is the last person to look like the you know he's in the mafia yeah well i think it was mentioned in the last uh, the 127 podcast you doesn't look like he was in the mafia either (laughs) so he's he kind of reminds me of a of a a sexier younger you i mean like don't get me wrong you is sexy but I think Daddy Robert is a little bit more attractive. <laughs> Just a little. Just yeah. a little. Like, sir. <laughs> no, Poppy, I'm not thirsting after your dead father. <laughs> God. Then, you know, he's probably yeah. like, oh, wow. This is, okay, this was like a banger of an episode. And it was perfect oh. season finale. Yeah. Like, yeah, emotions, suspense, shock, plot, romance—like whoa, everything all in one. All the things all wipe the- me off the floor. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot. It was a lot. 
God, Angela and I spent so much time on the phone immediately after reading that episode. Yeah, it was just like straight up like two I, minutes. I didn't. I, I like it was like I couldn't. I couldn't not call her because I just needed <laughs> to scream to someone. What the <laughs> fuck? Two minutes. It was I yeah. What happened? And then it was giggling, and then it was like okay well let's go into like different theories and stuff like that so like we definitely had like the <laughs> like initial shock and then okay okay let's let's talk through this <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man Ugh. that was that was a that was a rough day that saturday yeah <laughs> that was the same day that i finished iron ring <laughs> oh my god iron flame yeah that was a rough fucking weekend like no doubt because i think i finished iron flame on sunday after this episode and i'm like i i have no more feelings left i (laughs) they have sucked every feeling out of me i'm like i'm so glad i'm on vacation because i can't do therapy under these conditions like (laughs) i have nothing left yeah it was it was a very rough episode to get through um and yeah there are some a lot of moments and then especially when she updated it um oh yeah and then you like you really see what's about to happen yes exactly after that and it was just like that is just it hits way fucking harder and then you know the 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 panels of Tora's face and his facial expressions is just like mm-hmm. the trembling chin just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. did me in. Yeah. Yeah. Rake like that. Ugh. Which makes it's me almost great. like normally we do like favorite panel, but I feel like you can't choose a favorite panel because it's favorite is too positive a word about all of the sadness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Most yeah. Almost, there almost isn't a favorite panel. Uh, no not not this time not for me anyway it was all just gut-wrenching yeah it was too it was too much it was too much but you know like I guess if like if we were going to do favorite panel I did really enjoy the one where they both admitted they were twins yeah that was the fluffy part yeah (laughs) a little little fluff in there one (laughs) one (laughs) yeah yeah no and you know that battle still goes like it went on for years about who's the big brother because yeah goliath had a height shortage to make up and yeah you know torah obviously like and i think that's another thing and i'll dive into this in my own analysis but you know that just kind of goes to show you don't have to be the older sibling to be parentified Mm -hmm. because in every sense of the word torah is the big brother yeah like like you can call twins all you fucking want but he was the embodiment of the big brother he's the one who took care of goliath and went after him so you know and it i don't know it's just my my miniature thoughts on that Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) yeah i think also for audience question there is really isn't any need to write an audience question just yeah your emotions for it i'm sure everyone has a lot to say is do we need to have a separate support group chat <laughs> for episode 129? No. Uh, 
find us in this group chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the only thing that I wanted to add that I thought was a little interesting to me um, is the whole like connection to Basora's Bride um, yeah. with and and I don't know how accurate my my brain is going to be with this one, but I was talking to another friend of mine, and something kind of um, popped up with how Tora was the bigger one, and so mm-hmm. and so I wonder if um, that that lineage of his have has anything to do with him being bigger one like if that mm-hmm. like passed to him somehow like am I making sense uh, like, yes and I do yeah. kind of have a theory attached to that but I'll pause okay but yeah so that's that's kind of where I was getting at is that um uh Goliath wasn't I don't know maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't like he didn't get the the, the 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 mystical the fantasy yes the, yeah or something he, like that yeah like he didn't so, get the okori inu yeah he didn't yeah. get the okori inu yeah he, like that right. didn't pass to him it went straight just into torah yeah and that's why goliath is so little yeah, yeah. Torah got all of that part of me wonders because like we just had a few episodes ago where we learned that Tora's mom tells him, you know, don't you know, our family is cursed. Right. And that either you will lose someone that someone that you love will give up their life for you or Mm -hmm. you will go mad. And Mm -hmm. this is my theory. It could be completely bonkers, but I think Goliath's death was the breaking of the curse because First of all, they're twins, right? So they're old. Mm-hmm. They're the same age as each other, right? Maybe a few minutes apart. Yeah. And so technically, they both equally have the opportunity to have the Okori Inu passed down t- through them. And as as much as we've talked about, Tora loves Goliath. He has always mm-hmm. loved his brother. Mm-hmm. And so what if, even though he's afraid that the person who he loved was you know poppy was going to sacrifice themselves mm-hmm. for him what if that was actually goliath because we saw that he was tortured mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. i'm sure they wanted information from him and i bet you my bottom fucking dollar that he did it to protect torah yes wow. so i think he fulfilled the curse in this case mm-hmm. that's my theory we'll see what happens um that's kind of yeah. what i was thinking yeah, no, and I'm glad, I'm glad that you brought that because I thought I was like, okay, well, maybe I sound crazy by saying this, but I wanted to like, no, no, no that's smart. <laughs> I did not think of that. No, I 100, I I agree with that theory. Like he fulfilled the curse, mm-hmm. sacrificed his life. I bet they were trying to get information mm-hmm. from Torah, and Goliath was like, you know, I ratted him out once. <laughs> I'm not, not gonna, gonna do, do it again. again. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it again. <sighs> like I will die before I do it again. I hope. I hope Torah realizes that. You know, if that is indeed the case, I hope Torah yeah. 
no, gets to know that so that he appreciates yeah that you know he did and that. i hope these motherfuckers <laughs> know what's coming <laughs> because right. we all know he's not gonna let this die lethal yeah. weapon mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah right yeah for sure oh my god this episode <gasps> Yeah, feelings. Like such a, it was <laughs> such a heavy episode. It was so it heavy. really was. It, really it was, was so heavy. Yeah, the most heaviest we've had. I mean, my husband was like, "Are you okay? Is Angela okay?" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, okay, not okay. Mm-hmm. We're not. All he, all he hears is me screaming on the phone. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He has no idea what's going on. All he hears is me screaming on the phone. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this reminds me of a very funny episode. I did when it, when it, I did Real Real Husbands of Midnight Poppyland, and I interviewed all the husbands. Oh, my gosh. I remember <laughs> that. My husband was on it, Veronica. Yeah, she interviewed mm-hmm. my husband because wow. he, yeah. he, understands, he understands. Hilarious to see everyone's reactions to their crazy wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's always That's awesome. like, literally like next to me. <laughs> I really because I, I like I have like my like I sit in like my little cocoon on my bed you know I have my joint next to me and my husband's next to me because I don't know what's gonna happen and I'm gonna need some type of emotional support system immediately <laughs> I'm a weighted blanket on my legs like I am so prepared when I go into reading an episode yeah we have to brace for impact (laughs) always every time yeah i have to make sure i'm like okay i got i got my my sanity in your comfort bubble right there my husband is right there my dogs are over there (laughs) the weighted blanket is on me okay i can start this episode (laughs) (laughs) ira just calls it he's just like are you reading your are you reading your pixel porn I'm like, okay, first of all, it's Webtoon. They don't allow that. Patreon is separate. Thank you very much. Exactly, exactly. He's like, so, God calls it porn with a plot. But this, no, that's fair. The Patreon is maybe, but not yeah. the Webtoon. The Webtoon See, is. That's what he also calls on my smut books. Fine. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Let them be jealous. Separate. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. you read boring things like the n- newspaper yeah <laughs> hurts my brain <laughs> oh man <laughs> you gotta be so careful <gasps> about what you read whatever i can't <laughs> we have to laugh or we'll cry <laughs> yeah um, we, we did that already so let's end on a positive yeah, yeah. yes Oh, yeah, well, we have a lot to look forward to in the next season. There sure goes nothing. Yeah. So excited for what happens the next season. I mean, so much happened this last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was just like, it was such a really good buildup. You know, like the first season was them like just meeting. Yeah. Getting to know <laughs> each other and mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, how that dynamic is going to work yeah right like it was about torah going into poppy's world mm-hmm. and like trying to acclimate into a civilian life yeah and mm-hmm. then go and then second season was really dedicated towards poppy trying to navigate 
like the mafia world like yeah mm-hmm. I integrate into Torah's life mm-hmm. and so now I think the third season is going to be dedicated really to how do they navigate these two lives yeah. that are very connected yeah mm-hmm. because <clears throat> from so many different aspects yeah and stuff like that you know like clearly poppy is from a particular background we still don't really know what that background is Mm -hmm. but you know now they're off and they're going to explore this new thing this completely Mm -hmm. new thing together yeah it was like he's going into her world she's going to world they're going Mm -hmm. into a new adventure in a new area I mean it's not new to I mean like Torah was like what but you know but they're going back to where the roots of like of like even the um like Asara's bride because remember like it was snowy mountainous region Mm -hmm. and that's where and his lineage is from there and so it's like pulling in Asara's bride as well so you'll Mm -hmm. like see I think more of that also part of me when I was like oh like I wonder if it's um it's like you know Yura's in Asara's bride you're powerful family i wonder if they hmm. is where oh Poppy, you're talking about Yua. Yua, yeah 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 she like she like i wonder if poppy's lineage is actually from that side yeah because she was an adopted daughter mm-hmm. and it's been many 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 generations so yes <clears throat> everyone knows so it's not incestuous <laughs> no. at all um <laughs> oh man hey so much is happening i have no idea yeah so brace for impact with season three when it very exciting i guess we we will see i'll wait forever for it i don't care (laughs) no i'm here (laughs) i waited for other webtoons that were on breaks for like two years it's like what it's fine (laughs) yeah well it won't be two years so Oh, oh God, hope not. No, no, no. Lily, Lily, Lily will not do that to us. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining yeah. on this really thank you, big ladies. episode. That's so much fun. Great episode. Great job. Yeah, we'll see you in season three. All right, season sounds good. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you ladies. Thank you to my current patrons, Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Salty Tuggles, and Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, Esther, I'm watching you people, Emily, Jean, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Costaldo, Amapora, Ruby, Supia, and Sabrina. Your support is truly appreciated. <laughs>